This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 1793, Wikipedia English and Why You Shouldn't Trust the Dictionary. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 200 million times. Are you feeling stuck with your English? We'll show you how to become fearless and fluent by focusing on connection, not perfection with your American host, Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz, and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, coming to you from Arizona and Colorado, USA. To get real-time transcripts right on your phone and create your personalized vocabulary list, try the All Ears English app for iOS and Android. Start your seven-day free trial at allearsenglish.com forward slash app. Are you using archaic English? In today's episode, we give you permission to not follow the dictionary when it comes to three key words in the English language. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Lindsay, how are you? Not too bad, Aubrey. How are you doing? What's What's going on in your world? Excellent. My sister's in town, my older sister. So it's yeah. always fun to have family visiting, fun. get togethers. We're going to do a barbecue tonight. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Do you ever look up things in Wikipedia to figure out what to barbecue? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good, good Weird segue. Question. I love that. I know we're talking about Wikipedia today, guys. I don't look for recipes <laughs> on Wikipedia, but honestly, I look at Wikipedia a lot for like random facts, mm. right? It's my go-to for the most updated information because I know it's getting updated every day. Yeah. When I first discovered Wikipedia, I was probably like, I don't know, in college or something. I didn't know that anyone could really edit Wikipedia. I thought there was some committee, you know, that had to do it. You I didn't think. I didn't know that <laughs> anyone could just go in and edit it, right? Whereas I was editing Wikipedia articles. You were the one editing the most. Okay. <laughs> yes. You were. I would just look up anything that I knew, like movies that I liked, and I would go, and if it was a blank page, I would, because I was working, I was like a receptionist. Oh, so it was a job where I had time online without much to do. And I would write Wikipedia articles <laughs> if ever it was blank or I would change if there was something that was incorrect, then I would make a, an edit. Okay. So, yeah. But was that, what was the process like? Did you have to submit it to anyone or literally no. you just, there's no literally. editing, nothing. You like no hit the checking. edit button. Okay. You typed it. it, you changed it and then you hit update and oh, it just wow. updated in real time and I could Ooh. see the new article. And this was man, 15, 20 years ago. So okay. it may be different now. It Maybe could be different. that any edits have to be approved now. I would imagine. I kind of hope so. Yeah. Probably. Because yeah. back when I was doing it, most pages were blank, either didn't exist yet at all, or would just have a title waiting for someone to write the content. Very interesting. I mean, you know, we have to get really good at being able to read stuff and figure out if it's correct. But I think, you know, this is a skill that we may be losing as a, as a society. 
Right? I know it's true to just uh, you don't know who wrote it, though. Yeah. Most Wikipedia articles now are followed by lists and lists and lists of um, articles yes. and credit so that we can verify the yeah. source. So mm-hmm. it's becoming more and more reputable as, yeah, you know, a source that the information is correct. Yes. Yes. I love that. So today, what are we getting into, Aubrey? Yeah, this is really interesting. We're talking about words that are incorrect, we could say, in the dictionary, in that they're not how natives actually use them. Mm. So the trick is here that you cannot just memorize words and definitions from the dictionary, or you might end up using words differently than natives actually use them. Oh my gosh, imagine that if you spent a year inside your room, guys, memorizing your dictionary, and then you came out of your room and you realized those are all wrong. (laughs) Those are not what natives use. Yes, or at least some of them. And so this was fascinating. We found this article talking about 30 words that natives use incorrectly. Yeah. And so what it's talking about is, you know, language is evolving. We talk about this all the time. Dictionaries are being updated to reflect common usage. Mm -hmm. So some of these words, the dictionary has been updated. And the original meaning might say archaic, right? Yes. Um, But some of them, the dictionary still reports it as a meaning that, Common use natives don't use it that way. So we're going to talk about three of these today. Yes. And yeah, the takeaway here, we want you guys to know, don't be stressed if you find out that a word, the way you hear natives use it doesn't match the dictionary. That happens all the time, even to natives. Yeah, that's why we have to learn English out in the world, you know, away from our dictionaries. Guys, we're going to get into those three words in just a minute. But I want to remind you to go over and check out episode 1705. What did we talk about in that episode, Aubrey? Yeah, we talked about the Cambridge Dictionary. Yeah. And definitely go and check that out. We we want to make sure you guys understand how you can use the dictionary and how you shouldn't use the dictionary. Exactly. And that was a fun way to use it because we learned what the number one word of 2021 was. So go back and find out if you want to know what that was, guys. Oh, yeah. But I'm excited to get into these words that are just used wrong by the dictionary. What's the first one, Aubrey? Yes. Okay. So the first one is terrific. How would you define terrific, Lindsay? How would you use it? Mm, I think it's something that's great, you know, very good or wonderful, excellent, awesome. Exactly. Yeah. That's how we use it, right? We're going to say, oh, this ice cream is terrific. (laughs) My house is terrific, right? Right. But here's what's crazy. It actually means inspiring terror or fear. (laughs) So the Latin root is the same as terror. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, it was only used to describe like earthquakes or King Kong. Say oh. King Kong is terrific because he inspired fear or terror, but it has evolved to be an opposite meaning to so, where now natives use it to mean wonderful. Yeah, I'm really interested in knowing how that evo- how that changed. Like how did right? that change happen? Is it because like as a human race we're no longer susceptible to so many like natural attacks like well I guess we are still susceptible actually more so because of climate change right. <laughs> um, but I my guess how is it was used often enough to describe something that was you know wonderful awe inspiring like now mm. how awesome really just means awe inspiring but right. it has evolved to mean good because if you hear it to describe something that is awe inspiring that is also wonderful mm-hmm. you start connotating it with that and i think right. the same thing happened for this word right yeah. we're we're describing something maybe a tidal wave as terrific mm. and someone else sees that as awe-inspiring or fascinating, and there's enough connotation of it being positive that it starts to evolve. 
Yeah. I mean, maybe people also had, you know, a different view of nature, you know, yeah, 200 years ago, right? Yeah, maybe they, they did like they, I don't know, they respected nature more then. Mm-hmm. You know? I can see that. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is, guys, how should you use it? You should use it the way natives use it, yeah, right? Totally. If you hear a native say that their ice cream is terrific, you would never <laughs> want to say, oh, because you're scared of it and correct right. them. Because <laughs> no this, sense. I know, right? We That's how natives use it is to mean wonderful now. It's evolving. And if yes. you memorize a dictionary definition that says inspiring fear, and oh then gosh. use it incorrectly, you'll have a harder time making those connections. I mean, I'm surprised that these dictionaries are not getting updated. I know some dictionaries do get updated. Maybe it's just certain types of dictionaries just stay the same. Or yeah. I don't know. And yeah. some of these, they are like natives use mm-hmm. this one terrific enough now to mean wonderful yeah. that most dictionaries have updated it. And it okay. will say archaic you know, inspiring fear. And then it'll say like common use, wonderful. But the next two we're going to share, actually, I'm looking and I dictionaries have not been updated. Mm -hmm. So this might be Mm -hmm. one, these might be somewhere uh, like an academic English, you know, native might correct someone. I would never do that. I feel like it's very condescending, especially where common usage Mm -hmm. is different. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. again, we're going to say just use it the way natives use it. Yeah. So bemused. I don't really use this word that much. So you do, huh, Aubrey? Do you I use definitely this? hear yeah. it. Yes. Right. Okay. And we hear natives use it to mean amused. Mm-hmm. So they might say like, oh, I was very bemused by the play because it was so funny. You'll see it written. You'll see it in books. You'll hear it on TV. You're right. It's kind of going away entirely. We it's don't hear people use it in day-to-day English very often. Yes. And what it actually means, this is the de- dictionary definition, right, Aubrey? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is bewildered or confused, which is kind of a combination of <laughs> bemused, bewildered or confused, right? Right. Combining, the two combining words those two words. I know it's so interesting, it's but so natives don't use it this way, right? Mm-hmm. I would never say, oh, I found that film. I was bemused by the play because it was confusing. I, I've i never heard someone use it that way, but I yep. looked and yep, that's dictionary says bewildered or confused. So this yep. natives just use it incorrectly all the time. Yeah. I mean, I would say for your everyday natural English when you're trying to connect, I would throw it out completely, except for the moments when you want to elevate and be fun, maybe tell a story. There are moments in English where you want to be able to elevate your language. This would be where you would deploy this word, right, Aubrey? Yes, I would I would use it to be sarcastic and sarcastic, funny, right? Instead funny. of saying, I was amused by your joke, I would say, I was, mm, I was bemused by that joke. Right. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like you're, you're trying to say something out of the ordinary, right? Exactly. On purpose. We want you On guys to have the skills to do that. Okay. Yes, Yes. exactly. Mm -hmm. All right. So the next one is enormity, Aubrey. This is a good one. What do you think about this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So natives use it all the time to mean huge, right? Mm -hmm. The enormity of this situation, we would just say. And that could be... This is, yeah a positive situation or a negative situation, you just are saying that it's big, it's important. Yes, I love it. And I like this one. I think this is used a lot and it Mm -hmm. sounds smart. It sounds great, right? Yes. So what does it actually mean though, according to the dictionary? (laughs) Hey, the dictionary states that it is outrageous or heinous character, atrociousness. It has to have a negative connotation. So you could only say the enormity of these crimes, Uh. you know, the enormity of that war, 
And that alone means the atrociousness, the extreme negativity of it. So this is really evolving because we will just say enormity just to mean very big, very important. We're not assuming it has to be negative. It's almost like we made it more simple, the word. Yes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Yeah. So you, when you see it in writing or on the news, likely you will hear it used correctly, but maybe not because natives often use this just to mean, just to to share that something is big and important. Yeah. This reminds me of another episode we did earlier, Aubrey, about the subjunctive, how natives make a mistake with the subjunctive, right? With the was and were piece. Mm -hmm. But we know it's incorrect. Actually, many of us don't know it's incorrect, but it's kind of okay, right? Yes. And they are errors that we make intentionally sometimes in common informal speech, Mm -hmm. because either not everybody will know how it's supposed to be, or you sound kind of pretentious trying to speak sort of fancy and proper, right? Exactly. (laughs) So in common speech, we often won't use the subjunctive, even if we know we are supposed to. Exactly. Remember, guys, on All Ears English, we want to show you how to really connect with real English. So that's what we're going to show you on this show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, Aubrey, should we get into a role play? Yes, let's do it. Okay, for this role play, Lindsay and I are at a baseball game and we're discussing how fun it is. Do you like a baseball game, Lindsay? Yeah, yeah. I love a good Red Sox game. When I used to live in Boston, I used to love going in the summer, getting a a beer and a hot dog and Mm -hmm. sit in the the stands and just watch the crazy Bostonians with the, you know, right. It's funny. I was just at my daughter's softball game last night, though. It's fast pitch softball. Mm. And these girls are hitting. They're like 14 to 16 years old. So, you know, almost every pitch they can hit it. And so there's a lot of action and they're stealing bases. And I'm like, oh, this is really fun. This is more fun than a major league game. I like all of the action. (laughs) I will say that baseball can get really slow, especially if you're at the game. It can get pretty slow. Exactly right. We're going to get into this a little bit in our role play. So Mm -hmm. I'll start us off. Are you ready? Okay. This game is terrific. So much action. Oh, for sure. There's nothing worse than a no-hitter. Oh, I sat through a no-hitter once. The enormity of my boredom was indescribable. I feel the same. I'm never bemused by sports when not much is happening. (laughs) So our conversation there ended up being kind of a preview, right, of of what we ended up saying. I love that. So good. (laughs) Exactly. So we first used terrific, right? I'm Mm -hmm. saying this game is terrific. And it's not because it's inspiring fear. Natives use this just to mean wonderful, awesome, really fun. Yeah. And I love that. And, And by the way, I think we could do another episode on there's nothing worse than. This is a great construction for our listeners to know. No, guys, write this one down and we'll visit this another day. There's nothing worse than a no hitter. What's a no hitter? That's when nobody hits, right? Mm-hmm. The pitcher strikes everybody out and there's never a hit. Yes. It's really boring. It's exciting for the pitcher. That's a uh-huh. really good thing for a baseball pitcher to get a no hitter. Yeah. But it's so boring for the fans. <laughs> and guys, we've done other episodes. Just type into the search bar. If you're using the app, type in baseball. We've done plenty of episodes about baseball English, baseball language, all that good stuff. Um All right. What else, Aubrey? We used enormity here. Yes. So I said the enormity of my boredom was indescribable. 
describable. And this is something negative here, but I also could imagine saying the enormity of your nachos is bonkers, right? To just describe (laughs) something good. Like, wow, they gave you a lot of nachos. Yeah. Sometimes we need words to say that something is physically huge, right? Mm -hmm. In English and especially around food in the U.S. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a really good one. Yeah. And we'll use that word to describe something positive. Like, oh, it's great that your nachos are huge. Can I have some? Exactly. (laughs) Whereas the dictionary would tell you it has to have a negative connotation. But common use, no, you can use enormity to describe anything. That's giant. we're giving you permission to break the rules of the dictionary today, guys. And then at the end, I said, I'd feel the same. I'm never bemused by sports when not much is happening, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. And here it doesn't mean confused, right? Mm -hmm. Like the dictionary would tell you. It means amused, right? Yeah. I'm never interested in. I'm never amused by sports when nothing's happening. Yeah. And a lot of this, guys, you can get from context. Like confused Mm -hmm. would make no sense there if I had said that, right? That makes total, just it makes zero sense. So guys, good stuff here. Again, we're giving you permission. What's the takeaway for our listeners today? Yeah, right. We talk about this a lot, that language is constantly evolving. Dictionary definitions don't always match the way natives use words. So the best way to learn language is not through studying a dictionary, but, you know, by listening to podcasts like ours, YouTube channels, watching TV, reading books and the news, learning how natives actually use the language. Yeah, I mean, the most important thing here today is, guys, you have permission to not follow the dictionary 100% of the time, right? Mm -hmm. Learn in the real world. So exactly. And then use it the way we do. Yeah. It's more fun anyway. Absolutely. I love it. All right, Aubrey, thanks for hanging out today. And I'll talk to you very soon. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. Would you like to know your English level? Take our two minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash fluency score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.